Everybody out there, uh, welcome back to the Slackline Quote of the Day broadcast. You are here with the boss. The boss is coming! made up dumb fairy tale name, you We are once again chatting quotes and uh, things of that nature. Gonna break it down. Coming at you from Vancouver, Canada. It is a real shitty day outside, raining pretty hard. Uh, took uh, took the puppy for a walk and he was soaking wet and neither of us like that because he's now wet and stinky. Uh, but uh, the weed is burning, the coffee is kind of lukewarm, and uh, we are getting into it today. Our sponsor today is Superficial Rabbit Hole. Tired of trying to decide between what's real and fake? Presidents, porn stars, and Putin. Ah, it's too much. I agree, Timmy. Come to where we'll send you on an endless string of celebrity interviews and meaningless top ten lists. Superficial rabbit hole. It's escapism at its finest. Uh, That is our sponsor, Superficial Rabbit Hole. Thank you to them for bringing us our quote today. Uh, Throwing it back to 1865 for Throwback Thursday with a quote from Josh Billings, U.S. humorist. As scarce as the truth is, the supply has always been in excess of demand. That is uh, Josh Billings from Aphorisms of Josh Billings, His Sayings, 1865. Um, And uh, we bring you that quote today because uh, a comment I made yesterday uh, in regards to the spread of misinformation um as compared to the past and now obviously there's a lot of spread of misinformation now talk about fake news and misinformation and it is rampant and pervasive as we see with you know the quote-unquote successes of uh of cambridge analytica and and stuff like that but the truth is is also readily available and that wasn't the case a long time ago um a long time ago the only access people had to information was like pastors maybe a school teacher um in their local communities and like in the cities they had like newspapers and stuff but i mean even those sources weren't as scrutinized as they are today so while there is more much much more misinformation um I'm not sure that it is much more in comparison to what is readily available as truthful information. Uh, in the past, I think the, the, the ratio of misinformation to truth uh, 
well, I mean, it was obviously much higher in regards to scientific truths and stuff like that, but even to personal truths on, you know, what people did and their stories and stuff, the ratio of accuracy to inaccuracy, whether purposeful is not or not, uh, is it was probably much higher. Um, so, I mean, what this quote, I think, says is that it's always been, uh, I think what this quote says is that, uh, you know, the truth has always been in excess of demand. Uh, even even back then, you know, uh, when, you know, you're barely talking about electricity and that type of thing. I mean, the truth is always a thing. It's always real. It's always... Uh, a truth or or certainty and whether we know it or not it's there and so it's always in excess of demand um but you know it kind of rings more true now where we have truths we have certainties um not just scientifically uh in the realm of our own universe but um you know certainties about stories truths you know the the or at least you know, evidence of, of very obvious things like, uh, uh, like these investigations into the, into the U S uh, political issues, like the investigations into, um, into Russian hacking, not just in the U S but all over the world. And, uh, this Cambridge Analytica stuff that is, uh, you know, voter manipulation on a mass scale. Um, these things, you know, they, they are out there now and whether people want to believe them or not is now what the question is. And, you know, with all of this truth readily available, it doesn't take long to do a little research and find the sources of info and determine if they're credible, but, but can, or will we determine a lot of people consider religious leaders or family members as credible sources of information when like they really just aren't, I mean, they might be you, but you like, whatever anybody tells you to your face or whatever you read online or whatever, I mean, you have to, you have to go check it if you want to believe it to be true. You know, that doesn't mean that you don't believe people when they tell you things. Um, it just means that you want to confirm it. Uh, it's not an insult to say, to, to be like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll check that out versus like, you're right. But we have the ability to surround ourselves with stuff that agrees with us, whether it's true or not. I didn't even know what Breitbart or Infowars was until a couple years ago. And so am I a victim of it? Probably a bit, but I wouldn't consider those to be credible sources. And anyone who cited them to be credible would be wrong. But those people might think that like the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times aren't credible. And so what do you do with that? And I mean, in certain points, they aren't right. They've they've made mistakes, but they are, um, but they do have oversight, and they do they do have an obligation and a reason to uh, correct their their uh, their inaccuracies, or at least they did until people apparently stopped caring about it. So now we're at a point where, I mean. I mean, you all, you've always had to check those things. Like the reading the article in the Wall Street Journal is not enough, right? They, you have to dig into the person that they've talked to or, um, you know, the, the, uh, 
the paper that they are citing or or whatever it is the article that they looked at in in the uh in the economist or or something along those lines it's important to go and check in those things and it's so fucking easy it sounds boring but it's like four clicks of your mouse and you can read you know the scientific journal that this came from or the uh the economic thesis behind this or whatever um and you don't have to read the whole thing there's abstracts and and you know cliff notes and that's what the articles are for you know that so you don't have to read through the whole thing that's why the journalists have gone through and made their articles uh but you you know it is important to go and and make sure that those come from credible things and i mean if you want to read through the whole thing uh all the power to you i mean as we see with something like cambridge analytica it seemed relatively easy to uncover that issue once somebody actually tried. I mean, you show up looking fancy with some hidden cameras and boom, you have these this high-level corruption on display. Um, and so what are we going to do with that information now? You know, we have a history of learning these things and... Uh, and just dismissing it or forgetting about it. I watched, I rewatched the John Oliver interview with Edward Snowden uh, yesterday, and that was from a few years ago. And that, like, it, it's shocking how scary and intrusive the government is, and how much people are actually upset about it, but don't really think that it's a real thing. Like, or have you know convinced ourselves that it's okay um that it's okay that uh apple always knows where i am maybe i even feel safer with that you know um it's an interesting sort of conundrum do i feel safer because people know where i am and who i am and if something happens to me people can know about it quickly um or I can notify people quickly. It's kind of a strange philosophical question. You know, if you applied it to 1980s uh, outlook on what computers and stuff like that were and what government surveillance and things like that meant, then yeah, it would be really scary and intrusive. And it is scary and intrusive. Mostly because it can be hacked by people who are, uh, you know, nefarious. Yeah, I know people that have been hacked. I've been hacked. Well, I don't think I've been hacked. Have I been hacked? Yeah, I had somebody charge my credit card with something. Um, and it's weird because you don't think that you're vulnerable to that stuff. Mostly because you're not worth it. Like for me anyways, I'm like, fuck, yeah, okay, hack into my bank account. Like, uh, I don't see why you would want to do that. There's nothing in there for you. <laughs> uh, you know, in my mind, if you have the ability to do something like that, why wouldn't you target like people with billions of dollars? Um, I mean, those people probably tend to pay for high level security and that type of thing. And um, maybe that's just sort of a, a revenge fantasy, uh, however you want to classify that. It's more of a plot of a movie than anything else. Um, 
That would be interesting thing to see. I wonder how that would play out. Uh, like a Robin Hood type thing where somebody went and ended up, you know, stealing billions of dollars from wealthy people and somehow distrib- redistributing it just like wirelessly to people. That would be interesting. Anyways, uh, that's kind of uh, beside the point. Uh, yeah. So back to the question. I mean, like, what are we gonna do with this? Uh, with this revelation of. Uh, of how we are all being manipulated at, at a high level purposely, you know, like I think we kind of all thought that it was happening um, mostly because we were letting it happen as far as like, Oh, well, yeah, I do only watch things that are uh, that agree with me and stuff. We thought it was like a psychological problem with us, which it partially is. Um, but that psychological issue with humanity is being exploited now, uh, to, to our detriment, which is, you know, really, really, uh, yeah, it's really sort of frightening. Like, how can we stand up to it? It's not really a... I mean, we can jail these people and we can um, we can work harder or make personal um, personal promises to, you know, work harder to to seek out the truth. But like, let's be honest, like nobody's doing that. Nobody, nobody cares that much. That was kind of the point of the John Oliver segment with Edward Snowden was just like people don't care. You know, people cared for a few months and forgot about it. Uh, you know, it kind of seems to be our issue over and over again. And then we look back in history and go like, oh, yeah, that was a mistake then. Maybe we should rectify that now. And sometimes we do, but uh, the process is made much slower for not acting when things actually happen. So I don't know. Uh, A bigger problem is that the people that are in the most powerful positions are the ones that are being manipulated and manipulating people and so i mean the president of the united states has no uh no incentive to have cambridge analytica investigated or anything like that because he's one of the culprits of it um and perhaps even uh you know the uk with theresa may like uh and the brexit issue like that was supposedly maybe manipulated by this group as well uh you know, the other most powerful people on the planet, Putin is apparently or, you know, kind of obviously the one that's manipulating all of it. And, you know, I mean, all that's kind of left for salvation as far as like power and like, um, I don't know, threat of military force is China. And I'm not really sure how they feel about this and all this stuff or how it's affecting them. I should maybe take a look into that and maybe we can talk about that for our Friday episode. Uh, But yeah, we'll end that here for today. Um, That quote again is from Josh Billings, U.S. humorist, throwback Thursday to 1865. As scarce as the truth is, the supply has always been in excess of demand. Uh, Josh Billings, U.S. humorist, uh, that quote brought to us by Superficial Rabbit Hole 
Tired of trying to decide between what's real or fake? Presidents, porn stars, and Putin. Ugh, it's too much. I agree, Timmy. Come to Superficial Rabbit Hole, where we'll send you on an endless string of celebrity interviews and meaningless top ten lists. Superficial Rabbit Hole, where you can forget about the real world and enjoy yourself in a fantasy realm. Uh, that is uh, our sponsor, Superficial Rabbit Hole. A little bleak, a little... Uh, thanks again to Crooked Spies for providing their tunes for us today. Uh, make sure you are checking out the Slack line on Instagram at the.slack.line, on Twitter at slackline underscore radio, and on YouTube and iTunes at the Slackline Podcast. You have been listening to The Boss. The Boss is Thanks to anybody who's been paying attention and uh, happy Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. You're better off